The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all-new, super-challenging and super-quick daily quiz built by The Spin-Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. And welcome along to Remember When. We're taking a break to look back on the trends and phenomena that shaped our lives as young folk growing up in Aotearoa. My name's Jane Yee, and today I'm joined by the spin-offs TV editor Sam Brooks and our podcast manager T.I. Hare Butler. And together we are going to remember when PlayStation 1. What? A huge moment in time, the arrival of PlayStation 1 was. Truly. Like, it's hard to, like, overstate how big of a deal, like, a 3D game was. It was released in Japan in 1994, made its way around the world, and finally landed in New Zealand the following year. And it stuck around for about 12 years. I think it was discontinued in 2006. What was your relationship? Oh, my relationship to PlayStation 1 was beautiful. (laughs) And I think I can relate to... A lot of gamers out there in the sense that it was the seed that blossomed into a lifelong obsession with polygons and controllers and (laughs) escapism. Like it heralded a a game changer in the gaming industry because it went from, it was the first one to use compact discs instead of cartridges. Yes, that's true. And then, of course, now it's all just like digital. Yeah. But at the time, that was, uh, you know, that was huge and amazing. And it was like the future was here. Like the fact that you're working with these discs and you're scratching the discs and trying to clean yeah. them with your scratching t-shirt and stuff disc was, was horrendous. The end of it. And like when I like a game would just like stop yeah. and you were like, okay, well, this is over as well. <laughs> like, What are your memories of like first using a PlayStation 1? I think the first game I played on it was Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. um, featuring the most famous w- woman of um, video games, Lara Croft. And I just r- remember just like jumping constantly and being like, this looks real. Like, this looks yeah. real. <laughs> video games aren't meant to look real. Like, are they meant to look like silly cartoons? And to have it just look what then felt like a photo was was com- like it blew my mind. It's buzzy, right? Because you look at it now and you're like, holy crap, <laughs> how could you look at that and see a reflection of your life? Yeah. But at the time and in your memories of it, you literally saw the most HD rendering of Lara Croft and her incredible pointy polygonal breasts <laughs> uh, adventuring through tombs and shooting pistols, akimbo, and doing badass shit. I also played Lara Croft and I feel like I got to the point where I couldn't figure out how to get out of something and I never figured it out and that was just it. Like, it, yeah. I just Sometimes you would just be like, okay, well, this is over. Here's the thing. When you got stuck, there were like hotlines you could ring Scans. that were printed Scans. on the game disc cartridge thing that it came in and you could call somebody whose job it was <laughs> to sit at the other end in an office 
and offer support to people who called up and got stuck. A hundred percent was never going to call anyone. No, no. they were also like prohibitively expensive. Like they were absolute scams. <laughs> like, was it, like, it must have been an international call, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know I mentioned to you when we were talking about doing this stuff, Sam, I mentioned Ratchet and Clank, which was like PlayStation 2. 2, yeah. Yeah. What I actually was thinking of was Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yes. I was confusing yes. the two. Um, so Crash Bandicoot was a big one yeah. for PlayStation 1. Those like first three Crash games are basically perfect. Like they are just three perfect video games. They're like finished. Like I still have such vivid memories of like playing through so many of those levels and just if you put me in front of it like now I would just like muscle memory just know my way through those games and I just don't have that for many games past that era yeah yeah those Crash Bandicoot games man they still stand up yeah they hold up super well Well, after like 20 years King who do um, Candy Rush and that they now have it for mobile devices yeah you can get Crash Bandicoot on your on your I haven't played it, but I can almost guarantee that it, they aren't as fucking hard as those first <laughs> yes, Crash Bandicoot absolutely. games. The third one, not so bad. Nah. It was like they kind of tuned it down so that kids could actually play it and get through it. Yeah. But those first two games, god damn, I died so many times. I'm kind of an impatient person. I want to be perfect at things right away. And having to learn combos of the, you know, the A, B, X, Y, R, L, you know, all of that, that was like... A total mindfuck for me. So when I remember playing Tekken and mm-hmm. just being a complete complete button basher, yeah. which yeah. gets you so far. Like you can, <laughs> oh, you can yeah. get to a point. But then if you actually take the time to learn the combos to and actually you be execute able to them, shoot the fireballs. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That is like you feel like king of the world. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you've like mastered that. Yeah. Because you have. Yeah, yeah. you've literally mastered yeah, like a character. <laughs> it's great. You have to sit there with the book and like yeah. read the actual symbols yeah. and figure it yeah. out. Yeah. My cousin and I, we didn't we did play Tekken, but the fighting game we were most obsessed with was a game called X-Men versus Street Fighter, mm-hmm. which was a crazy Capcom Marvel crossover game. It was amazing. And I used to go home from his house with blisters the size of my entire thumb Gosh. just from the sheer ferocity <laughs> of the combos that we went comboing, we were button mashing, just from the passion that we played those games with. Um, sitting down and thinking about this topic, it was like incredible how many formative moments mm. were because of this little grey machine. Yes. And what's also like shifted so hugely now is that back then, once you like put in a game disc, it actually played straight away. Whereas like now you have to like you have to install, install it. a yeah, patch. Fuck install it even like from a disc and it can take like up to like 10 hours no, like it's ridiculous it is ridiculous it is the most infuriating <laughs> thing it's like being like hey yeah 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 like it's out it's out and then you go in and it's like installing five files they're like all like 50 gigs each and you're just like okay well i get I'll just sleep then, I guess. It's installed onto your machine, yeah. and then even worse, oh, there's an update, and it's like oh. 13 gigs. Yeah. Take uh, us back to simpler times, would you please? Yes. I think also it's funny how like my memory of sitting in front of screens and gaming, like I've got children now, and I'm hyper-conscious of like, I'm not hyper, let's be real, I'm not. 
I let them play as much as they like, pretty much. But because when I think back to when I was a kid, no one was policing my screen time. No, no, no. We had screens. They weren't. They might not have been as fancy. Yeah. They might not have been as readily available and as personal. But we had screens, and uh, I would play for hours and hours and hours. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I played Kingdom Hearts two. That's PlayStation two, Sam. Yes, it is. But it's in the <laughs> same <Spotty>. realm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I played that for seventy two hours straight. I played it from when I started it until I beat it. Oh, wow. And I, I, I like, did yeah. not stop. I just, just, just stayed awake with V and pizza. Like, it's a very healthy uh, lifestyle. I resonate <laughs> with that deeply. I <laughs> mean, a gaming console, V and pizza, is just like the perfect combination, right? Yeah. It's kind of morphed now into like a massive gaming computer V and pizza. <laughs> it's just like the new age version of it. It's funny how we went like getting things. It's that classic thing of getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then getting bigger and bigger and bigger again because oh. the PSP was like, you know, that was when the gaming shrunk right down. Yeah. They didn't really f- fly though, did they, the PSP? Or did they? I don't know. They I had one. It made me feel for sick. like a few years and like other f- follow-up other PS uh, Vita just flopped basically, right. which is sad. It's tough to be Sony when you're competing against something like Nintendo. Yeah. Like the the PSP always would live in the shadow of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Or the Game Boy, what is it, the uh, DS? Yes, yes. And um, uh, the 3DS after that. We're getting wildly outside yeah. of the topic <laughs> of PlayStation 1. Well, yes. actually, speaking of Nintendo though, uh, they were the, the main competition for the PlayStation 1 was the Nintendo 64. Also an incredible nostalgic piece of hardware. Yes, in yeah. the Sega Saturn. Yes. Well, the Not a, an incredible Not, no. nostalgic <laughs> no. piece of hardware. An absolutely useless <laughs> like a piece of hardware. How much do you think a PlayStation 1 is worth these days? Um, it's worth like it's worth on in the four to five figures. What? What? I think so. Oh, no. it, it says how many I, people listening are going, if I just held on yeah, to that. Yeah. Thing. I like still have all of my consoles from when I was five to, uh, to now. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. I could have them in a kind of like in a China cabinet. Oh, <laughs> it's like your own version of Motet <laughs> yes. in your house. Yes. Amazing. Yep. I also just want to flex on the listenership that I have the original uh, game discs of Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Me too. With the booklets and the original case, they're I all in perfect condition. I have Final Fantasy VII Platinum and oh. Final Fantasy VIII OG. Okay. I, I can't join in. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to end this podcast. Did you, did you have something you wanted to play for I us? I did. I did. Okay. I, I defy any listeners who identify themselves as gamers to listen to this and not experience the most pure physical response of nostalgia. Okay. Oh, so good. Remember when a PlayStation 1. Thank you very much, Tia, here for both recording and talking to us today and also to Sam Brooks. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the spin-off members for making this podcast possible and we'll catch you next time. Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.